Welcome to Bite Size Jazz, a podcast with a taste of new albums and new artists. I'm your host, Stephanie Steele. Thanks for joining me. episode, we're listening to Catherine Russell and snippets of her album Alone Together. Catherine has sung just about everywhere in the world as both a backup singer and a band leader. It all started at the Catching Star Comedy Club in New York. I came in and sang for them one night and I was there for four years, uh, six nights a week. They would send the singers out in 15-minute slots. Usually it was after one of the big comedians came in to try out new material because none of the other comics wanted to follow them. So they'd send out Catherine to sing a few songs, and then she'd hang out and listen to the other comedians until it was her turn to get up and sing again. I did a lot of laughing. They were funny. You know, it was a lot of, <laughs> lot of funny folks. And they, they liked me because I laughed loud, you know. So they'd say, you know, come, come in the room. You know, I'm about to try out some new material. I want you in there, you know. So uh, it, was a, it was a great experience and I still know a lot of those people now you know they're nice people so they 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 remember you you know so Jerry Seinfeld never knew my name but he used to call me pipes you know <laughs> hey hey pipes how you doing you know if you want to swing and shout get your kicks and get about I'm an errand girl for rhythm send me just get hip follow through I deliver straight to you I'm an errand girl for rhythm Though she has fond memories of her years singing in the comedy club, Catherine always dreamed of something bigger. Growing up, she watched her mother going on tour, playing bass and guitar with groups like the International Sweethearts of Rhythm and Duke Ellington's Orchestra. Though her father passed away when she was young, he too passed on a great musical legacy as the director of Louis Armstrong's band for eight years. Uh, but, you know, I always wanted to travel. My mother was always coming back from someplace, so I wanted to be one of those people that packed a bag and went someplace else. And I always wanted to go to Europe and, uh, you know, all over the place. And travel she did. She toured around the world as a backup singer for stars like Cindy Lauper, Steely Dan, and David Bowie. When I was working with David Bowie, we uh, checked into this hotel in Nice in the south of France. And I guess they had... Uh, told him that the hotel was was kind of like an art, uh, you know, it had a lot of art history or something like that. And we got to the hotel and it was just kind of looked like a circus tent. Like there were these, these really big, larger than life sculptures in the lobby of the hotel. And it kind of looked like Disneyland more than, you know, so he decided that we couldn't stay there. You know, he just couldn't take it. And so uh, by then the paparazzi had found out that he was there. So we did kind of a car chase out of, the, out of there to a very remote uh, hotel, uh, which was, I think, between Monte Carlo, between Nice and Monte Carlo on the Riviera, some kind of thing like that. And so we ended up really driving. It was kind of like step on it, you know, kind of, you know, in this car, like speeding away from paparazzi, trying to, trying to find, to follow him, you know, trying to follow David Bowie. So that was, it was kind of like the movies at that point. Oh my goodness. That's wild. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments you're like, wow, I can't believe this is really happening. 
Yeah. And, you know, we were in Europe. I've watched enough James Bond films, you know, speeding away in his Aston Martin type of thing, you know. So it was kind of like that, pile in, let's get out of here. And it's like one in the morning and we're, you know, we're, we're like piling into these cars and, and, and speeding away from these people. You know, it was, it was pretty funny. Catherine even got a taste of that paparazzi craze directed at herself. When she was touring with Cindy Lauper through South America, Cindy would bring her out front and feature her in a duet for one song. It turns out that I could never leave the hotel because the fans were camped out and they also knew me. So it was the, you know, one time where I couldn't go anywhere. And I, I realized, wow, uh, you know, how intense it is to be a, a, a celebrity when people, you know, you don't know who anybody is, but, they, they, but you can't go anywhere by yourself, you know. So uh, I think I was in that hotel for, you know, a week, uh, unable to go outside. So uh, from, from that point on, I said, hmm, I kind of like where I'm at right now, you know. Uh, I like being able to walk to the grocery store. You turn the tables on me And now I'm falling for you You turn the tables on me I can't believe that it's true Despite all the pressure of having a solo career, Catherine did end up deciding to head down that road after many years as a backup singer. My uh, business partner, who then became my husband, said, well, there's one thing you haven't done, and that is make your own albums. And I said, ah, you know, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be a band leader. I don't want to have to make all the decisions, you know, just from seeing what all these other people had gone through from, from touring uh, with other people for, for so many years. And he said, no, I think it would be a good idea. That, you know, that would give you an option and, uh, for work and so forth. And uh, you know, with my family history and so forth, he said, well, maybe we can, you know, do something with this. It turns out he had a friend in Chicago with the studio who was willing to put a band together to record Catherine. After recording about 16 songs, Catherine went back to New York for a gig singing midday jazz at St. Peter's Church. Her husband brought a couple of record producers to hear her, and the next day they were signing a contract with Harmonia Mundi. After that, I just thought, okay, now what have I done, you know? And then we started working. Then I just started doing gigs all over the place. And so that brings us to this point and seven albums later. And, uh, you know, we're still going. Shake down the stars, pull down the clouds, turn off the moon, do it soon. Catherine's career seems like it's been full of adventures, but it hasn't always been sunshine and roses. With all the discussion going on about racism today, I asked her if she had experienced issues of that kind during her career. You know, as black folks in America, we, there are many levels to the way we live our lives, you know. I mean, I'm 63, so I have seen some things. I haven't, I've been refused service in, in, uh, twice in, in restaurants. Um, I've been um, told, uh, you know, I, I was, when I was living out in California in the 70s, I went to, I called up about an apartment and uh, apparently the woman did not think, maybe think that I was a person of color on the phone. 
And so I, we had a nice conversation. I went to the location and she slammed the door and said, the, the apartment's been rented. And I said, well, we just talked and you said it was available. No, it's been rented. And she slammed the door. So, you know, it's these types of things. Uh, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. In my parents' time of touring, uh, you had to actually be careful of what you ate because you could, uh, we couldn't be served in a lot of places anyhow, but if they did serve you, you had to be careful that they weren't trying to, trying to literally kill you, you know? And so one uh, musician uh, account that I read uh, would never take food from someone that he didn't know because uh, someone had been, they, they used to do things like put a thin layer of glass. They give you a sandwich, but they put a thin layer of glass in, you know, among the, the contents of the sandwich so that when you eat that, it's going to cut you and you're going to die. So there, there are, you know, many instances of people be actually being poisoned and different things, you know. So these are the things that... Um, that these are, these are some of the ways that we live that people wouldn't know, you know, why people just would not be aware of. I asked her what we can do to spread awareness and help the situation. I think people are uh, more interested now, you know, there's, with, with recent events and unfortunate events, it's woken a lot of people up to wanting to know more about uh, the way we the way we live and actual dialogue about it, just like we're having right now. So um, that is a is a step. It's a big step. Changing hearts and minds takes longer than laws. So uh, the laws are slowly changing. That's a process. And uh, hearts and minds can change if we just keep talking to each other and recognize how we uh, hold racist views even if we don't mean to and how we can change that we've been listening to an interview with katherine russell and snippets from her album alone together released in 2019 if you like what you heard consider supporting her music by buying alone together from the amazon music store itunes or her website katherinerussell.com i'm stephanie Steele. thanks for listening to bite-sized jazz Leave.